Blog Talk Radio. Live from Jersey City, overlooking the skylight of Manhattan, this is the Funk Soul Cafe with your host, Robert Batista. My guest today is Larry Brain. Welcome, Larry, to the Funk Soul Cafe. Uh, thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me today. I certainly appreciate it. Oh, man, it's much appreciated by me also. So, Larry... Um, let's dig right into it. I mean, technology, uh, the big T word, the 800-pound gorilla in the room. I mean, everything now is face recognition, light speed, fast, finger, everything. And we know that this technology didn't just happen overnight. The seeds were germinated a long, long time ago. Larry, what do you, in your estimation, set the seeds for all this high-tech technology now? Well, you know, Bob, um, even before 9-11, which I'll touch on in a moment, um, you know, the technology, you know, has been emerging from Bell Labs back in the day, uh, even from, you know, General Electric. Uh, technology right. has just been, you know, steaming forward uh, from the industrial age to <laughs> till now. So things have always been in a progressive state of being. Uh, I think what we are now in, have and seeing more of is more of a surveillance rollout uh, on the general populace since 9/11. Uh, ever since um, you know we had the uh, the falling of the towers and and then a lot of uh, new legislation mandated uh, the erosion of privacy and uh, the rollout and the development of smartphones initially. Um, as a means of, you know, not only providing a service for people, but uh, as a means of surveillance. So I think that as uh, with President Bush signing, you know, into law a lot of changes, uh, and then, uh, you know, the millennials, which don't in many cases value privacy the same way that, say, baby boomers or the previous generation so a lot of things, you know, a lot of things, not only technology, but also societal changes that have found us, you know, I think uh, to contribute to where we are right now, you know. And, yeah. Uh, um, so, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I found fascinating was that app that you showed me uh, the other day where it was like linked to the wine that you buy. Um, oh, 
Uh, yeah, so yeah. the augmented reality app that I showed you, which is... Exactly. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, so a lot of marketers are using that form of uh, technology to uh, provide animation and also storytelling for their products. Uh, you know, and the one I showed you uh, was uh, for a wine uh, manufacturer that is using um, st- stories from, say, uh, criminals from time past um, and, um, you know, putting together uh, a storyline. Uh, it's uh, animated, as you saw, uh, uh, animated like cartoons, so if you will, uh, of these of various characters. And, and then all you need to do is download the app and then hold it against the phone, similar to like if you were scanning something um, to purchase in a store, and you will have an augmented reality viewing of uh, the animation scene with audio. Yeah, so yeah. It's pretty interesting, yeah. so you get vision and audio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We so there's a lot of that type of technology out here. Yeah, it was awesome. And, you know, talking about the cell phones, Larry, I mean, just about every man, woman, and child has one. And, you know, in, in the beginning, well, a lot of popular, parents, you know. yeah, a lot of parents that I talked to in the beginning, you know, we're going maybe 10, 15 years ago, did not want to give their child a cell phone because, you know, for various reasons. But now they do. I mean, you see children with, you know, up into the ages of seven, eight, and nine years old with cell phones. And the parents now rationalize because of 9-11, because of school shootings, because of the dangers in, in this world, that they want to be able to contact their children at, at a drop, you know, the hat at a moment's notice, which is all well and good, and we understand that. But those cell phones, which are smartphones, also open up a Pandora's box to Absolutely. the Internet, to pornography to all kinds of things that are detrimental to children. What what is your take on that, bro? Well, my take on it is, yeah, I mean, I could definitely understand the the, the fears that many parents have um, regarding the safety of their child uh, in public places when they're, or at least when the child was away and wanting to know the whereabouts because with the GPS feature, they're able to, track them down to a locality. So I definitely get that. Uh, But I also recognize the danger uh, with many of these uh, smartphone devices in the hands of children and the uh, others out here, the predators that uh, prey on children for, you know, uh, sexual reasons and, and, um, you know, as far as uh, the technology goes, many times in order to prevent that, it's necessary to have, uh, you know, various apps installed that that would prevent, um, you know, intrusion from predators on their children. But at the same time, um, you know, surprisingly, parents give these devices to children as a means of entertainment as well. I mean, because you have streaming media, Netflix, Hulu, various other services on these phones now. Uh, I think that was all, in my view, part of the lure, because you know we phones have gone from not only being like a, a you know a two-way communication device, but they're now our cameras. They're actually our, our computers. You know, I mean, this is where right. smartphones have gone now. They they are now. You know, there's a decline 
presently in the purchasing of desktop computers. There's a decline in even laptop computers. So the smartphone has revolutionized the way we communicate, but, you know, like so many things that come into existence, there's, you know, the good and not so good side of these things. So, um, yeah, the good, you know, the I think it's ugly. important to be mindful of that. Huh? I said the good, the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. Yeah, the you good, know, that's that's exactly. with any the good the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, I recall when um, these phones, I, I, I wondered, you know, back in the day, uh, how many uh, of these things would uh, be in the marketplace because I recall back when Radio Shack was in existence, um, right. and I think they filed bankruptcy and out of business now, and I say that for that reason, but um, I was working as a manager there, and I had one of the first, you know, very, very expensive at the time uh, uh, tower phones, cell tower phones. And, you know, I thought it was a special device, never realizing that these things would just become handheld, you know, stick it in your pocket kind of, you know, devices, and certainly never realized that 90% of the people in the United States would have them now, you know, because we went from right. those, we went from, we went from pagers, if you recall, you know, pagers were beepers. the dominant market beepers. at one point. Yeah, beepers. beepers yeah. I, I had one. Beepers and pagers, I definitely yeah. had one. Mm-hmm. And and I remember when we had the beepers on our hip, you know, we thought we was high tech, you know. We had exactly. that page, you know. And <laughs> you got that page and you, exactly, you know, I thought I was doing something. I'd see that phone number and then when you could actually page or text a message, that was like the next level. I'm like, whoa, right. what about that, you know? And I had to have one of those devices. And so now, you know, we're at a point where, not only phones, but we have smart wearables, you know, devices, these, these, these watches, um, oh, those things that watches. can go around your yeah. neck, you know, and, you know, we have, uh, as I said, the good, the bad, and the ugly, we have all of this wireless technology around us uh, that emits, you know, ELFs, which are not good for us. We need to be mindful of that, you know. Uh, they don't make much noise these days about the possibility of, a cellular damage to the human body with the, right, all of this right. low-level radiation. But, you know, people take it for granted that these are all safe, but, you know, certain studies, particularly out of Europe, show otherwise. So right. you know, it's exactly. incredible how, you know, the focus is no longer on the the, the, the negative, but more on, you know, get one, you got to have this, you got to have that. You know, this is where we are. Speaking of which, um uh, you know, we're now moving into an era where not only uh, smartphones, but, you know, we're looking at this uh, 5G technology that's being rolled out, which, uh, hmm, what do you, I mean, uh, that is, I think there's some, some things that really need to be looked at before uh, this grid is set up all over the place, uh, which I think is just a, another form of high-level surveillance it has some wonderful benefits, but at the same time, again, you know, it, you know, you, these sometimes these things find themselves in the hands of people that um, are more concerned about the surveillance than anything else, and that's my view on it. Yeah, yeah, and huh? you know what? Mm-hmm. Man, um, uh, I, one of the people I was talking to about five G, about different technology. 
they're saying, when is this technology going to end? When, when do we have enough? And my answer was, we will never have enough. It will never I end. Technology right. is exactly. going to be infinite. Absolutely. I mean, look, technology from this caveman, you know, trying to strike two rocks together to get a flame <laughs> to just going to hit, hit a cigarette lighter, you know, striking a match. You know, I mean, I think that there's a desire. That's, I think it's just uh, uh, human nature. Uh, we are always looking for a bigger and better way uh, to do a thing. I think that um, that will never stop. Uh, it's just a question of where and how, particularly with, you know, electronic technology, as we're talking, right? Uh, what happens to us? I mean, how does this affect our bodies? How does this affect the way we communicate? Look, you know, here it is. I mean, you know, youngsters, they go out and they'll get together, and I've seen them in restaurants and other places, and you have as well, and nobody's even talking. There, it might be a group of five or ten at a table, and no one's even talking. Everybody's on their devices. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, you go out yeah. to dinner, and these devices are so addictive, and it becomes necessary to have control times. You, you know, well, you can't use the phone today, or you have to put it away for three hours a day or four. It's just it's just taken and consumed, consumed our lives. So it's important to monitor the amount of time, I think, that, you know, our younger folks have on it. And it's important to be mindful as users of these devices, you know, how often we're digging in our pockets or proper books to pull them out, you know, it's, 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 it's like the, it's like the takeover, you know, we stop communicating well, a lot of times. And, hmm? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And me, Larry, I would say cell phones now have become similar to some people like crack, like, like addiction. <laughs> it is. There's some people that the cell phone is always next to them. They even sleep. The cell phone is even next to them when they sleep. They're always like every maybe minute, every 30 seconds, checking to see if they have text, email, Instagram, Facebook. You know, and to me, uh, it just seems like an addiction to some sort. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, when you're, people are using their cell phones to check every aspect of their life and what's going on around them from the weather to the sports, uh, to obviously time, obviously, you know, and then it gets even, you know, you get further engaged by, you know, the apps that are there, such as Facebook, and people always describing what they're doing, where they are. I mean, it just, it's just like all encompassing it just it's just consuming it's just a device that many feel that they can't do without and can't leave alone for not even uh, 30 seconds thus you know you have all these uh uh accidents out here too you know man larry i never seen 15 minutes go so quickly um and again i want to thank you so much for being part of the funk soul cafe the new edition Really excited Thank to you. get this back on the ground. And uh, I have one last question for you, Larry. Sure. And the question is, if Larry Brain was given advice to his 20-year-old self, okay, you, you have the wherewithal to talk to yourself and advise yourself when you were 20, what would be the first piece of advice you would give the 20-year-old Larry Brain? 
I would give myself the advice that I would need to learn, and I should make every effort to learn the technology where it currently is and where it, it is emerging so I can be on the forefront rather than on the back end so I can be um, not a victim but understanding how to protect myself and being aware how to take advantage of the technology in a smart and responsible way. And that is what I would likely do because it's not going to stop. Well said. Well said, Larry. Uh, once again, I want to thank you for being a part of the, of the Funk Soul Cafe. And, Larry, enjoy the rest of your day. Peace. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I certainly appreciate being here today, and you have a wonderful week there, Bob. Thanks again. You, you too, partner. Later. Okay, now. Bye-bye.